Hello and welcome to Fed Talks. This is EJ Fex, uh, and I'm here to talk about stuff. Uh, I am not happy with the way my voice is coming out. Less happy than normally. Uh, I'm a little plugged up, and now I think I'm getting a cold. Uh, I welcome your thoughts and donations in this trying time. Also, I'm recording this late on Sunday night, and I'm very tired, but I, I feel obligated to get this recorded over the weekend, even though I usually do it on Friday. I let it slide for two days, but it's very important it be completed before the weekend is over. So, uh, I'm working against health and tiredness, but I actually have some things planned this week, so hopefully it all works out. Uh, did you guys have a good week? I hope so. I'm rooting for you. Uh, I saw Black Widow again. Um, partly because I enjoyed it and there aren't that many movies to see right now. And also I have a membership at the local theater where I pay $20 a month and I get to see up to three movies a week for free. And pre-pandemic I went to, uh probably two movies a week so it paid for itself in no time uh it has obviously not been a good uh investment over this last year but i didn't cancel they did uh they didn't charge me for it when movie theaters were required to be closed but i did get charged for all those months when movie theaters were open but you really shouldn't go to them especially in Michigan, where our vaccination rate is low. Um, so I wanted, I figured, you know, I'm seeing a free movie anyway. Um, and the one thing I want to say, I think I mentioned this last time, is I thought it got off to kind of a slow start. And I found that not to be as, not to be true the second time, even though I knew what was coming, so you'd think it would, just generally feel slower. Uh, I think that might have been a reflection of my anxiety that the theater had way too many people in it and I was sitting next to strangers. So it may have taken me a while to just be comfortable watching a movie and not uh, scoping out the weirdos immediately next to me. Anyway, it remains recommended. It's great. It's super fun. And I should, and I'm not going to spoil anything because I'm not a monster. But a couple of weeks ago, I had two theories about Taskmaster, who is sort of the uh, supervillain antagonist, as opposed to Ray Winstone, who's just regular, uh, regular mob guy antagonist. Uh, and my theories were that uh, since they weren't saying who played Taskmaster, even on the character posters, that either it was... Uh, just going to be a stuntman whose face we would never see or it was going to be somebody super famous that would be a surprise casting and I honestly thought those were the only two options and uh, minor minor spoiler it was not either of those options I was pleasantly surprised so good job putting it over on me uh, also when I it was the movie theater in the mall that's close to where I work so that's a good one to go to on the weekend after work. I don't need to explain that to you. That should be self-evident. Uh, there's a caricature artist in the mall. 
Like, it's a big mall, and I can't imagine a caricature artist is clearing enough to pay for the, as much space as he takes up. And he's been there for, I don't know, man, 20 years? I don't know how long that mall's been open. I know for a very long time it was the last mall built in America. Uh, I have to assume that malls have been built since then, but there, there was a period of like six years when it was the newest mall. Um, that may not be true. It's a thing somebody told me. I never looked it up. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of the mall now because if I'm wrong, I'll really look like a fool. If you don't have any information, you have to assume I might be right. Uh, there's a there's a caricature guy, and there's rarely anybody getting a caricature because who wants that at the mall? And he's he's always got the same pictures out, like caricatures he's proud of, presumably, and also like celebrity caricatures. And they have been the same ones for as long as I can remember, because honestly, unless you are Nicole Kidman or maybe are friends with Nicole Kidman, you don't really have a lot of use for a Nicole Kidman caricature. Uh, and that's what he has. He's got Nicole Kidman. There's a there's an Oprah. There's a Tom Cruise. And <laughs> two of Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> Sorry about that. that. That is extremely funny. That he, he doubled up on Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> he was really imagining that being a hot seller. He really had to. He really had to hone his Mr. Bean rendering skills. I mean, if I went there and I bought a Rowan Atkinson caricature, he would. I'd be able to see a tear in his eye. Uh, the reason I bring it up is he, the guy flagged me down and said, "Hey, you want a picture?" And for one thing, there's nothing sadder than getting a caricature done when you're alone. Like, that's sort of a, a group activity, so you can all laugh about it. Uh, but also, I'm going to be honest with you. You know what group is not super excited to to have their features lampooned? Is uh, uh, no good way to say it. Fat guys. Like, Nope, I'm good. I don't need to see your fun take on my features because I can guess what it's going to be. It's going to be me sitting on a couch holding a holding aloft a, a ham hock with a large bite taken out of it. I'll probably have mustard stains on my shirt that you'll know are mustard even though it's black and white. Uh, my eyes will be squinty even though in real life they are not. And possibly there'll be a bone sticking out of my beard. I get it. Um... What I need to do is I need to get it shape and then do like a pretty woman moment when I come back and he tries to sell me a caricature and I'm like, big mistake, huge. I totally got that pretty woman scene 100% wrong and it doesn't even track to the example I'm using. Uh, that was an absolute disaster. This is one of the situations where I wish I was recording with a person so they could just make fun of me so I would feel the proper amount of shame. Um, I have some TV talk this week. Uh, it is possible this will be the week that I do a Big Brother special with Mindy, my friend and occasional co-writer. Uh, these days, used to be frequent co-writer. Like, 
couple times a week. Can you imagine dealing with me that often? God, nobody wants that. Uh, and I have to say, I'm still having a lot of fun this season. You know, there's always going to be frustrating aspects to it because there is always a certain half-assedness to Big Brother. But one thing that I like a lot is there is this one woman in the house, and her name is Sarah Beth. And she is a forensic chemist, which is the Flash's day job. So that's pretty awesome. But, like, people get the weirdest ideas that they think somebody will think they're a threat if their job is too good. So, so many people lie about their jobs, which is hard. Like, it almost makes more sense on Survivor when you have to spend your days trying to come up with sources of food and uh, sterilizing water and stuff. But when you're just going to hang out in a house with a bunch of other dummies, it's real hard to have to have to keep a lie going because eventually you're going to run out of th you're going to talk about everything just because that's all you have to do uh but and people but people still keep doing it i've never seen it really work to somebody's favor i think there was a winner who made it all the way through without having been honest about their job but i don't think like i don't think they would have not won if people had known oh i didn't realize you were a the hockey announcer I know that wasn't the job I'm just it's late and I can't remember a lot of my big brother facts right now uh, but Sarah Beth to hide the fact that she's a forensic chemist which obviously is a job that would give you quite a leg up in big brother uh, told people she's a voice actor <laughs> which is such a weird out of nowhere choice but also uh I think she has badly underestimated uh, what people will find interesting. Because let me tell you, if I was in the Big Brother house, the only thing I would want to do on any given day is ask the voice actor a bunch of questions. <laughs> like, that would just, that would be the day. Any day I got to talk to the voice actor, settle in. I have questions. I want to know if you've done video game work. I want to know, uh, you know, who you've worked with. Uh, I'd probably want to confirm that you, wait, are you Jennifer Hale? I know you said your name was Sarah Beth, but are you just trying not to let people know that you're the female voice of Captain Shepard, Commander Shepard? Sorry, didn't mean to disrespect your rank. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, I know just enough about voiceover work to have irritating questions that I suspect Sarah Beth has not considered. Uh, and she would be forced to reckon with me having a bunch of questions about what it's like recording efforts. Uh, so she's made a huge tactical mistake. Maybe not huge because uh, I just checked and I am not in the Big Brother house this year. So it is possible nobody in that house cares as much about voice actors as I do. Uh, and it's unlikely they do. Most of them are pretty good looking and seem like they have social lives. But, uh, you know, that's, I can't compete with that. I have another show I want to talk about, uh, and it's one of the best shows I've seen all year, but it's extremely weird. Uh, and to lead off with that, I actually want to tell you about the creator who I think is one of my favorite people making TV. 
Like there are certain creators whose name on a thing means I'm going to watch it. Uh, anything from sort of the, the Tina Fey production group. Uh, I know she's got some of the people she's sort of who've worked under her now are creating their own shows that she's producing. And, you know, they all still hit really hard. Any Tina Fey thing I'm on board for. Uh, Mike Schur of Parks and Rec and The Good Place. That's, that's a dude whose shows I'm going to watch. Uh, and in this case, the fellow I'm talking about is Stephen Conrad. Uh, a couple of years ago, he did a show for Amazon called Patriot, which was sort of a, a dark action comedy about a, a national security agent with PTSD who's called in to go undercover way sooner than he should be. And he he deals with his trauma through through marijuana and extremely literal folk songs performed publicly. <laughs> uh, and it's this great, it's this really amazing show where the premise is just that his his dad is an NSA director uh, needs him to transfer cash to Iran through Luxembourg. And in order to do that, he has to go undercover at a piping company uh, that has that oper that uh, frequently sends their their uh, their their executives to Luxembourg for a big contract they're trying to sew up. And he is in no shape to do this job. Uh, and everything goes wrong instantly. And at the end of the first episode already, it's like, oh, no, this is... This. <laughs> he, he, has already, he has already had to kill one person to recover the money that he lost right away. And it's this really... It's, and this is kind of the thing about Stephen Conrad that I'm impressed by. I think, I think his stuff is, is, is great. I love his writing style, but it's all so unique. Like, it's so many things you haven't seen before. And any, any solution to a problem is something you have, haven't seen somebody do on a TV show. Uh, it is really compelling. There are two seasons on Amazon. I cannot recommend Patriot highly enough, especially if it's being so easy to access. Um, I need to uh, need to remember to uh, recommend that to to our sponsor Tees by Summer because, holy smokes, if I could get a Macmillan piping T-shirt, that would be, uh, I would be thrilled. Or uh, 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 Timmins and Stapleton. I might have the names wrong, but the, the, the band he released a CD with. God, Patriot's so good, guys. And there's this whole thing with the, uh, like, there are more homicides in Luxembourg over his initial two-week trip than there are usually in three years. And this, the the homicide detective who's following him is this, this, this woman who is, seems to, I don't know what a Luxembourgian accent is. I don't know where she's actually from, but she has a very, she has a very thick accent, and it's just this incredible actress with like the most, most compelling face, 
which I hope doesn't seem creepy, but you know, it's just one of those faces that there's, it's telling a story. Uh, it is tremendous. I love Patriot. And then in 2019, I think he had a, a show on Epics that lasted one season and it's on Epics. So unless you have Epics, which it took me forever to find out was a streaming service and not a premium cable channel, their branding is not great. Uh, it's called Perpetual Grace Limited, and it stars uh, uh, Jimmy Simpson, who's uh, uh, McPoyle on on uh, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he, he's in Westworld in that one episode of Black Mirror, and he's uh, he was in Breakout Kings, which was the first show which ever sent me screeners. So that'll always have a place in my heart. Um, where he's... <laughs> This show's tremendous. It made a lot of critics best of lists. So I know this is not just like a weird blind spot for me where it just hit, or the opposite of blind spot, I guess, where it just hits so exactly what I want out of television. But it seems like this was generally recognized as being good. Uh, uh, Jimmy Simpson is this, he's like this failed fireman who, who just couldn't hack it and just left mid-fire and... Uh, a new recruit died holding the hose for him and left 17 daughters fatherless. And he sort of wants to make that right, but also he's got nothing to lose anymore. And he he sort of gets taken into this scheme to for a guy who wants to defraud his parents' fake church. And as in Patriot, everything goes wrong immediately. Um, and... Honestly, it's maybe the best show I've ever seen in terms of how well it accomplishes what it sets out to do and how unique what it sets out to do is. Uh, it's very hard to to even describe. It's so there, there's so little precedent for for what's going on there, or even trying to explain the tone because it's so. Uh, it's so broad in the sense of it encompasses a lot of tones. Not that it has a broad tone where people are getting hit with, you know, pies in the face and stuff. Um, but once again, it is absolutely tremendous. Um, I had to pay $20 for the season on Amazon. Uh, and it was well worth it. Um, if you liked, pay, if I would say watch Patriot first, and if you like that, you will find getting Perpetual Grace Limited worth your time, worth your time and money. Uh, but he has a new show, and this show is so under the radar. Um, the title is Ultra City Smiths, and as of Thursday, when the first episode went up, their verified Twitter feed for this AMC television show had half as many followers as I, a nobody, does. And there I've seen literally no promotion for it except on social media where I follow all of the accounts. So they're doing a very good job of marketing this show to people like me who were going to watch it anyway. But uh, I guess right now it's an AMC Plus exclusive and it will uh, it'll air starting in September on regular AMC and maybe it'll be more of a marketing blitz and maybe... They're hoping on word of mouth because this. <sighs> Guys, it's a stop motion comedy noir. 
Okay, that's already weird, right? And when I say stop motion, don't picture like like uh, recently Modoc or uh, like the Ardman animation stuff or even some Adult Swim stuff like the Shivering Truth. And I think it's the same animation studio that did Shivering Truth. I'd have to look into that, but I'm just going to say that's true now. Uh, where there's either a, like a claymation look or it looks like people are using action figures. Because in Ultra City Smiths, all of the characters are Cupid dolls. <laughs> like those weird, expressionless baby dolls. And it's, it's weird. Uh, and I'm still not certain what the, what the reason for that presentation is um i was I, I was wondering if maybe it was a like a, a covid thing where it's like well they couldn't they couldn't get all these actors together but they can have them record voice but it seems like it'd be so labor intensive to do stop motion that uh you're gonna have a lot of people there anyway uh so i'm wondering if they're what the either aesthetic reason or if there's a storytelling reason for it because uh, there are sort of indications in the first two episodes that something's not right about their world and it's definitely clear that these aren't representing normal looking people and it's just a strange uh, like interface through which we're watching it like no these, these people are dolls uh, they look weird there's a they, they know it. Something is wrong with their reality. But it's like it's it's so weird it's going to throw you off at first but it's it's so good. I absolutely love the first two episodes. The, the basic premise is that uh, the richest man in town uh, has and also a, a a man who's trying to uh, run to replace the current mayor, who's kind of a monster voiced by Tim Heidecker. And he's presented as kind of being the last hope of Ultra City. He's murdered, and all of the suspects are in some way related to him, all named Smith, which is where the title comes from. But the... Uh, but that's just the, like, the sort of the... the general view of the plot but it is it is genuinely a bonkers show there's there's a lot of stuff about a uh, a gang lord who's has lost money because of a failed drop and I, that'll probably play out there's a you know there's a, a female wrestler voiced by B.B. Newworth named Andrea the Giant and uh, just when she needs money most, she is kind of released from her contract and put out on the streets. Uh, there's a cop voiced by uh, Stephen Conrad, regular Jimmy Simpson, who is investigating this murder. Uh, there's a <laughs> Damon Harriman from who is Dewey Crow on on Justified, and he was also in Perpetual Grace. Is is a street hustler named Street Hustler Boy, and he offers back rubs. <laughs> and there's this running thing where he he cannot get access to pants. 
Um, <laughs> which is a million times funnier than it sounds. And both episodes so far have had musical numbers in them. Uh, uh, with, with Jimmy Simpson singing about being a rookie and John C. Riley's character singing about being the king of the night. Yeah, John C. Riley's in this. It is absolutely... You have not seen anything like this. And the more I think about it, maybe the reason it's done with dolls is because there isn't an effective way for people to do it. Uh, you know, there's a certain level of production design that would maybe be uh, uh, out of reach for a live-action cable show that uh, is honestly a big swing. Uh, you know, and this Ultra City is really beautiful. Is really beautifully grimy, and it's so detailed, and it has these things that would be very cost prohibitive to do in live action. Like the mayoral candidates both have giant moving signs that are so big you see them from aerial shots. And in Tim Heidecker's, he's just moving his middle finger up and down, and sometimes it casts a shadow over people. Uh, but more than that, the, the tone of it, the style of jokes, I almost think like seeing an actor on screen would ruin it because comedy noir is really, it is a delicate uh, balance. And some of these jokes are so, are so weird and offhand that seeing a face would maybe ruin them because either they indicate that they're they're in on a joke they're making or they play it too dry and if these if these lines are delivered through the you know through the dead eyes of a doll they work in a way that maybe they wouldn't if somebody is not putting exactly the right uh I, is not selling it in exactly the right way, and I don't know that there is a right way to do it uh, with a with a person's face. Like there's this, and this is nowhere close to the best joke in the thing. But uh, the the main character, when we first see him, he is he's driving, and he's shirtless, but he has suspenders. And the fact that he's shirtless isn't super weird because we at the time we see it, we haven't really established the rules of this weird doll world. And he does some stuff and he's on screen for a while and then suddenly says to himself, oh, I forgot it. I forgot my shirt. And the next time you see him when he's introducing himself to somebody, he introduces himself and says, and I have a shirt. And I feel like seeing somebody say those words would, there would be sort of a uh, uh, a a like a smile and a wink, or somebody trying too hard not to have the not to look like they're delivering a joke, and uh, nothing against any of the actors here. They're, the the cast is absolutely tremendous, but this this style almost comes better from an expressionless face. Uh, where it's just the joke that it is and you're not forced to look at a person and wonder if the character knows that's a joke. 
Uh, you just you just have the writing. And there's all these, you know, a gang of preteens who all wear Nixon masks. And I said the, the musical numbers are pretty spectacular. And uh, they're hilarious. And also, uh, uh, Fed Talk's favorite, Tom Waits, is the narrator. <laughs> Which, when the first thing you hear in the show is that, is 2021 Tom Waits and the <laughs> gravelly-ass voice. It is so good and funny. Uh, again, not a spoiler, but he's he's just not in the second episode very much. And when he finally shows up again in the third act, he's like, sorry, I wasn't narrating much for a while there. I got another job. Like, it's, it's, it's not quite a joke, but it's a hilarious thing for a narrator to say. Uh, guys, I am not doing it justice, but it is... Last week I was talking about how it, sometimes it feels dumb to like things because... Uh, uh, you know, stuff like Space Jam 2 exists and, you know, DC Comics turned into an IP warehouse after I spent decades absolutely loving the the world they'd created. And that all really bummed me out. And then I watched this and it's like, no, there's still, there's still room for tremendously talented people to make these absolutely wild swings and create something really unique uh something i love i you know i'm i recommend it highly i know there are going to be people who are not going to be able to get past the the visuals or for whom the humor just doesn't land but it's still you still have to watch and go yeah that guy's trying something new and when i say that i know there's a huge staff of people who worked on it uh uh, it looks like he he's worked with a lot of the uh, same people uh, since Patriot, which I think is very cool. Uh, he's got he's got a crew, and even though nothing he's done has been has like been a, a mainstream success, God, it's all been really good. Uh, I will probably talk more about it. Or write something for the Apehive, Apehive dot the Apehive dot com. I keep forgetting the the. Uh, when we get to the point when it's going to air on actual television, because I know AMC Plus is not a super uh, uh, common streaming service, because let's be honest, it is nine dollars a month and it is only AMC stuff. And not even Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I guess not Justice. It's it's got like the IFC stuff on there. And so if you're like me and want to watch Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show, hey, it's right there. But it's still a... Uh, and it's also one that, that links to your Apple account if you get it on an Apple device so you can't share a password with friends. Uh, which, I mean good on them for finding a way around it but also it's gonna you know uh not that i'm gonna just go give out passwords willy-nilly but you know i i don't know i probably shouldn't admit to any of this uh no i don't share passwords what am i crazy <laughs> look the fact is it is this bonkers 
show that look it's a half hour it is worth watching i think it's great i think it could be one of my favorite shows of the year depending on where it goes from here but even if you and even if you can't if you hate joy <laughs> Uh, I still recommend it just because it is something new and different and weird and creative. And even if something like that, something that that's that different doesn't hit for me, I'm always glad to kind of take it in and, and maybe take some inspiration from somebody taking this absolutely wild idea and executing it. Uh, like I said, I think it's genuinely fantastic. It is so up the alley of EJ. Um, anyway, Ultra City Smiths, my highest possible recommendation. Um, it is... God. If you make it to the musical number in the first episode and you have not lost your mind, I I don't even understand you. That that song is so, it's so funny. And also... It is where we, where I found out that AMC does not let you use the word rim job uh, because it comes up in the song several times. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's where that's where their cutoff is. <laughs> and it's very funny of me to think that either it didn't occur to anyone to ask if that was okay or it had just never come up so they did not have a policy on whether or not you can say rim job on AMC and they had to kick it up the corporate ladder a couple times god it's such a good show uh maybe I'll talk about it every week but probably I'll just hold off until it's getting to be a time when people can easily see it without paying the extremely high price for a a streaming service that is not super useful. Uh, but I do love you, AMC. Obviously, I wish Breaking Bad and Saul were out there. It'd make it a little easier to recommend as a streaming service. But hey, you're doing a good job. I like most of what you do. Very tired of The Walking Dead, but I still like Fear the Walking Dead. I might not anymore now that my favorite character died. We'll see how that turns out. Point is, Ultra City Smiths, I love it. I talked way too long about that. I'm already going over time, but obviously I can't miss uh, talking about our wonderful sponsor, TeasedBySummer.com. Guys, I mean, I don't know what to say at this point, because last week we, we discussed the celebrity endorsement, which still... At this point, I have to figure there's a chance she's going to ask me to stop advertising for her because, you know... What, what do you need me for if you got Ru Ruben Rabasa, the actual guy from the sketch, saying that's a good mug? I, I am surplus to requirements, but look, as long as I'm allowed, I'm still going to sing sing the sing her praises. Uh, uh, the words are failing me right now because I'm very tired and I talked about a weird TV show and my brain is scattered, but Look, this is we're 32 episodes in. I've talked about Teased by Summer on 31 of those episodes. Yeah, that's right. I didn't think to do it in the first one. I'll regret it forever. Maybe I'll go back and edit it in. Dynamic advertising like they do on Earwolf. Uh, but, so, you know, this will be 
thir 31 ads and I <laughs> still kind of psyched about it like I've got I've got everything from the store uh, the post office lost one of my mugs I even got the notification it had been delivered and it was not delivered uh, so I'm dealing with that with them so I don't have a that's a chunky mug just yet uh, which is obviously a shame and but that's not a reflection on Tease by Summer who shipped it correctly and accurately and as evidenced by the fact that actually it was you know I got an email from Etsy with tracking information saying it had been sent and saying it had been received and yet was not in my mailbox possibly the mailman realized what an awesome mug it is and took it himself I don't know I'm not here to impugn the mailman but my my point is I bought pretty much everything on that store because it is it, it's genuinely like just creative and good and funny and just right up my alley uh, and this is a day and time when I'm tired and maybe a little sick and so I'm struggling for words so I'm not being quite as as maybe florid as I should be but every time I, I I look at my lineup of teas by summer mugs or slap on a t-shirt for the weekend uh, it makes it makes me happy I hung out with some uh, with some friends tonight uh, I call them my Sunday friends because we like to watch TV together on Sundays and we didn't watch TV this week because one person couldn't make it and we didn't want them getting behind it. it's a whole thing but uh uh, my friend Brad was wearing his Apive shirt, and it made me very happy. Not only because it's my website that I really need to remember to keep writing for, just to uh, just so it can be the website it deserves to be, so it can earn that incredible logo. Uh, but also, it's a it's a good design. It's really it's it's funny. It's nice to look at. It makes me happy. That big that that big gorilla with the honeycomb pattern and uh as i mentioned before when you see it on the shirt he's super he's super furry which makes me laugh every time like on the on the design that's on the website i didn't realize how how like his all the tufts of fur sticking out which really make me laugh it's it's so good uh and the uh you know the car focus group uh, t-shirt is is tremendous and the mug is genuine like I mean you already heard Ruben Rabasa says it's a good mug I was uh, it's one of those where I open I couldn't believe how good it looked in person it's all it's all very good uh, and I know it sounds I I feel like I'm not doing a good job with this particular ad but it's because I'm tired and this episode is running long already uh, but I, I I could not love this stuff more uh, good teasebysummer.com to check out our Etsy store uh, if you look at least buy a mug mugs are cheaper than t-shirts uh, things are still weird right now with coming out of lock you know lockdown and maybe heading back into it depending on what variants do uh not to 
put a turd in the punch bowl or anything, but things are, things are weird right now. Uh, you know, maybe your finances aren't super stable. The mugs are cheap. Mugs are cheaper than t-shirts. Uh, they're nice and affordable. Buy a mug. They look really good. You will be very happy. Uh, and remember to, to click a heart and you can become an admirer. You, uh, and then you can also you can also heart individual items, so you know what just just like all of them it's uh, it doesn't cost you anything and it's good for the algorithm and it's going to get her pushed forward in the search results and we can all agree that would be a good thing. Uh, Teasebysummer.com it's just the best and that's where I'm going to wrap up today. Uh, Spending most of my time having talked about a TV show that you probably don't have access to yet. But when it shows up on AMC in September, you will thank me for prepping you for it. Uh, you can reach me at fedtalks at yahoo.com, on Twitter at ejfetus, uh, Instagram at ej underscore fetus. Uh, I can't imagine why you would want to do either of those things, and... Honestly, if you follow me on Instagram and I don't know you personally, I will feel a little bit menaced. It happens occasionally, and I'm very upset whenever it does because there's no way anybody would look at my Instagram and go, I need to follow this guy. Uh, it's, I don't even post dog I should post dog pictures. Uh, instead, it's just me showing off when I get a new Tease by Summer item or promoting this podcast which I'm about to do now, now that it's been recorded. Uh, hey, thanks for listening. Sorry this ran long. Uh, sorry I didn't get to bed on time, which affects me more than it affects you. But look, we're all in this together. Uh, Ultra City Smith's Rules. I enjoyed watching Black Widow. Watch both of those things. You'll have fun. Uh, that's it. I'll talk to you next week, or maybe in the middle of the week if we're if we... Managed to get that Big Brother special recorded. Uh, that's it. Bye. Fed Talks is a full boys production. Wah, 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 wah.